This is WRAL News at 7 with special coverage of coronavirus. Facts, not fear. As the cases spike, there is a new focus on the numbers, flattening the curve, and whether we all need to be wearing masks. Good evening and thank you for joining us. I'm Gerald Owens. And I'm Deborah Morgan. David Crabtree is joined by the state health director answering your questions coming up. We will also hear from a North Carolina nurse headed to the front lines in New York. We start with Mark Boyle in the Live Center, where the coronavirus task force is still holding a news conference. Mark? Been going on for quite a while now, Deborah. And some of the key takeaways here, President Trump saying that more and more ventilators are being made. And at some point in the near future, there will be plenty of ventilators. He does not know if China underreported COVID-19 numbers at the very beginning of all of this. That's still under investigation. And he says he will not reopen Obamacare exchanges. Here's part of the takeaway from President Trump. And when he's talking about what's to come here for all of us here in the United States over the next couple of weeks. We're going to have a couple of weeks starting pretty much uh, now, but especially a few days from now that are going to be horrific. But even in the most challenging of times, Americans do not despair. We do not give in to fear. And again, if you are just joining and weren't with us last night, we talked about that huge climb and the number of deaths across the country. We're expected to see things really ramp up over the next week to 14 days. Back to you. All right, Mark, and we are seeing that. We continue to see the number of cases and deaths climb here in North Carolina. We now have more than 1,600 coronavirus cases in our state. Wake County topped 200. Mecklenburg County reported a new death today with the state's overall death toll at 16. More than 200 people are hospitalized. A well-known school resource officer in Montgomery County is among those deaths in North Carolina. The sheriff says Bud Fong died today, two days after being hospitalized. Officials said he thought his initial symptoms were allergies. He self-quarantined after testing positive before being hospitalized. And it was at this time last night the White House showed us an alarming model projecting as many as 200 to 240,000 deaths in this country if we do things right, if we don't, upwards of two million. This project, uh, projection prompted the White House to extend nationwide social distancing guidelines through the end of this month. Of course, each state is different. People who live there are different and models in each state will look different. In her update to this state today, Dr. Mandy Cohen talked a lot about these models, saying there are teams of the most brilliant minds in North Carolina working to predict what the impact might be here. I want to caution that modeling is not a crystal ball. It's only as good as the data we have at the moment that we can feed into it and as good as the assumptions any one of those models makes. And all of this is so new. We don't have the perfect data. We don't know the perfect assumptions. And we aren't going to know with precision how things are going to play out. And it's human nature to want all the definitive answers. I know I do. And the one common answer that these models do give us and that the published evidence to date do tell us is that aggressive social distancing measures like the one the governor put into effect that started this past Monday to stay at home, the data shows over and over that those types of interventions work to slow the spread of the virus. Here to talk more about this is State Health Director Dr. Elizabeth Tilson. Dr. Tilson, we'd love to have you in the studio with us, but of course we are uh, practicing social distancing. We're talking to you via Zoom. 
Thank you. We're going to get to the models in just a moment, but first I want to talk about this. You can't see this, I don't think, but I'm holding a mask in my hand. I have had more email and more phone calls and more text about masks. Should I wear them? Should I not be wearing them? Do they matter? Do homemade masks work? Is something better than nothing? What is your guideline and your message to North Carolinians about wearing a mask? Thanks for that question, Nina. We've been hearing that a lot as well. So remember, we were talking about this at the beginning. Masks are helpful in protecting the world from you. So if people are sick, wearing a mask helps to limit that spread of those respiratory droplets. So first thing, people should be staying home. Um, and if they're, especially if they're sick, they should be staying home. But if they have to go out, uh, maybe they're going to seek medical care, then wearing a mask if they're going out while they're sick um, is important. The other piece, though, remember, and we've talked, I think a lot of people are aware that we have a shortage of what we call personal protective equipment, PPE, especially for our healthcare workers. We need to be sure that we are preserving our supply of PPE for healthcare workers who are always in a high-risk setting. So the, the take-home for today is, again, masks protect the world from you. Don't stay home if, um, if you are sick and you have to go out, then wearing a mask um, it, then is the most appropriate. Well, the mask, the mask can have a psychological effect on people as well, whether or not they have the virus. Yeah, but also depending on what are the handmade cloth ones, a worry is, is there a false sense of security if those mm -hmm. masks aren't, aren't working? So I think um, one of the things we're trying to think through is um, can we ramp up productions of masks? But we want to be sure we're having those specs right so that if we are making masks, then they are actually protective and not giving people that sense of false security. All right. Thank you, Dr. Tilson, on that. Uh, we talked about the models before we got to the mask questions. The fact is the science is there. Social distancing appears to be working. And that seems to be one definite with this mountain of uncertainty elsewhere. So can you ease the concerns of the people here in North Carolina tonight that they might have about seeing surging numbers in other parts of the country, in particular in the Northeast? Yeah, so I think we are still on acceleration phase. We're expecting to see, unfortunately, more cases. Unfortunately, we're expecting to see more deaths. I still think we are on that acceleration phase. Um, but what we know we can do the one piece of control that we have is social distancing. And I think you've seen we've had increasing um, social distancing executive orders and recommendations. The pieces that the governor put in on Monday night was the most strictest um, with the, the stay at home. And so that is the piece that we can control. Staying home truly saves lives. Um, it will take probably a couple weeks for us to see in our data how much of an effect that um, had. Um, but that is the piece that we can really control is, is staying home. We have some preliminary data from some of the past executive orders that people are moving less, so that's good. We still need to move less than we were doing, um, but there is some good evidence that, that uh, North Carolinians are, are moving less, but we'll need to do that even more. But that is the one piece that's in our control, is staying home to slow the spread of this disease. Yeah, Dr. Tilson, as you were talking, we're showing video of uh, interstates that are not nearly as crowded as they have been. 
people are staying home. In the meantime, the test results continue to come in and we're seeing increased numbers, particularly here in the Triangle, Mecklenburg County, some of the more densely populated areas. You expect that to continue? Yeah, and remember when there's more people in an area, then you will be getting more positives because there's just more people there. But I do expect that we will, we will still be seeing increasing numbers for a while until the full weight of the social distancing goes into effect. Okay, uh, here in this area, as we've looked at these numbers go up, particularly in Wake County tonight, here we are with 200. Uh, we think back to when you were here a month ago. When we first began this special coverage, I remember you walked in, Deborah and I wanted to shake hands with you. We, we weren't even sure how to greet one another. Where have we come outside of the numbers since you were here a month ago? I'm sorry, I'm not sure I understand the question. Well, I'm just, I, I'm, looking at, I, I'm looking at where we were a month ago, where we might be a month from tonight since we have oh, covered oh. so much territory in 30 days. What have you seen as the most remarkable part of that? What are you anticipating by May 1st? Yeah, so that modeling and that prediction, right? I wish we all had that exact science. So we're not sure exactly what it's gonna look like on May 1st. As Secretary Cohen said, we do have some of the best minds and some of the modeling to help us think through has, what's gonna be effective, what we put into place. Are we gonna see a dampening um, with especially these more um, recent measures um, to, to see that, that difference that we're making. So it's hard to predict. Um, again, we have some of the best minds trying to put together the best data that we can. Um, but again, the best thing we can do right now to really flatten that curve is, is stay at home. Well, as Dr. Cohen said today, models are not a crystal ball. So Dr. Right. Uh, Elizabeth Tilson, thanks for your time and right. your work. Separating facts from fear, one of the hardest working people in our state during this crisis. Again, Dr. Betsy Tilson. Make sure you are staying on top of the latest daily headlines here in North Carolina by signing up for the WREL Coronavirus Daily News Brief available wherever you download your podcast. Deborah. David, she answered the call for help with hurricane relief. Now she's going to the coronavirus epicenter in New York. Coming up on WRAL, we'll speak with the North Carolina woman traveling hundreds of miles to save lives. And WRAL is here to help the helpers on a very big day tomorrow. How you can make a difference. We are live with the United Way answering your questions about how you can help just ahead. This is WRAL News special coverage. Facts, not fear. Come help us in New York. Get the equipment, get the training, get the experience, and then let's all go help the next place, and then the next place. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's emotional plea appears to be striking a tone with healthcare workers around the country. North Carolina is no exception. We are so honored to have one of them joining us live tonight via Zoom. Kayla Cummins is a traveling nurse from North Carolina, a graduate of Winston-Salem State's nursing program. Kayla, so thank you so much for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You are still here in North Carolina, but making the trip in the coming days. What prompted you to do this? Um, I've been working as a cosmetic nurse for about the last year. I uh, left the hospital about six months ago, but as soon as all non-essential uh, businesses got shut down, I wanted to reach out to see how I could get back into the emergency department to help out. 
Kayla, you have answered the call before here in North Carolina, roughly four years ago after Hurricane Matthew in one of the hardest hit areas, in fact, Lumberton. How do you expect your experience then will compare to what you're about to experience now? Um, I think they're both very similar in that in both of them, I had no idea what to expect. I was actually a new graduate nurse then, and I was working at Rowan Medical Center. My manager gave me the go ahead to go. I left work and uh, deployed that next morning to Lumberton. Although I do have a little bit more time to prepare for New York, um, I'm still waiting my first day instructions. I know I'm starting on Monday, but I don't, don't know where to go, what time to be there, anything like that. They're going to get that to me as soon as they can. Have you ever even been to New York, Kayla? I have, but um, I guess this trip's going to be a little bit different. Streets aren't going to be as crowded, hopefully. So it's not like you have any family there or any friends. I mean, you are truly going just to be able to help the people who are so sick right now. Correct. Yes, ma'am. Do you have all the equipment you need, the PPEs, as we've seen? Do you have everything to keep yourself safe once you get up there? Um, I actually have quite a bit. Um, all of this started from a social media post, and I was asking and begging and pleading for masks. I had seen too many nurses that were getting sick from not having appropriate PPE due to the shortages right now, and I have so many masks that people have sent me. Um, I don't think it's enough to last my entire contract, but it's definitely a good start. Kayla, you are young. You're in your mid-20s. What makes you want to, to do this? Um, I feel like there's no better time than now. Um, I'm faithful. I know that God's watching over me. And when I'm older and have kids, I don't think I'll be as easy to just leave them behind. Um, right now, it's just me. I have my family still in Pinnacle, North Carolina, and they're hmm. praying for me and thinking of me and wishing me well. Did any of your family members ask you, are you sure you want to do this because of the inherent risk at surrounding yourself with patients who are going through this? Um, after I went to Lumberton, I think my mom and family understood that if I ever got a chance to do anything like that again, that I would. Um, so they were a little more hesitant then. Um, this time, my grandma was still a little fearful, and I think she probably still is. But everyone's on board, and everyone's praying for me. You said you have a contract. Do you know how long you'll be gone? Um, for 10 weeks, at least. If the need is still there at the end of the 10 weeks, I'll extend Heaven forbid the need is greater anywhere else, then I'll go wherever I'm needed. Well, and the, and the governor of New York even brought that up, you know, start in New York and then move on to the next place. So you'd be willing to keep moving wherever the need is. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hopefully we don't have to worry about that and this will mm -hmm. all be over soon, but mm -hmm. just in case, yes, Sam. Well, we, we really appreciate what you're doing for the people of New York and for North Carolina when you come back. And Thank I you. tell you, you're, it's so refreshing to see how excited you are to do this. And we're going <laughs> to continue to check on you and see how you're doing. Boy, our Thank you workers, so much. I appreciate it. We, we're so thankful. You all are a, a different breed when you mm -hmm. answer the call to help like this. Kayla Cummins, a North Carolina nurse, headed to New York now this weekend. Thank you so much for your service, and we commend your decision to do this. We're certainly going to be checking Thank back you. in with you, too, so don't think we're going to go away. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank I'll you, be Kayla. here. All right. Thank Just you. ahead, uh, we talk about helping the helpers with the help from the local United Way chapter. We'll have that when we come back after the break. This is WRAL News special coverage, facts, not fear. Our supply chain 
was not built for this kind of a pandemic. Like many hospitals, Chief Medical Officer Dr. Christy Rienzo says Wake Med has to conserve personal protective equipment for frontline staff. Well, that conservation led to a flurry of emails to WRAL. Quote, this is not good. My daughter is a nurse. They have been told not to wear any type of mask while on shift unless they are around a positive COVID-19 patient. What is going on with stay-at-home orders is pointless if nurses are going to possibly transmit COVID-19 to all of their patients and then infect their whole family. And we also got an email that, you know, one nurse came home crying. How do you respond to that? The level of, of fear and anxiety spread throughout the country is, is very real, and I, I, I appreciate that. To ration masks in recent weeks for workers making direct contact with COVID patients, other patient providers went without. WakeMed has now reevaluated that situation, considering community spread. Our approach will continue to evolve. Over the weekend, Dr. DiRienzo says all emergency room workers with patient contact were given some type of mask. And he says the same policy expands system-wide by tonight. We care for every one of our team members equally. And to stay true to our core value of low risk for as many people in as many circumstances as long as possible, it's a significant ask we place on them. Cullen Brutter reporting. The University of North Carolina is stepping up to help more nurses be prepared to go to work by waiving all tuition and fees for its nursing refresher program. It's meant to help trained and licensed nurses get back into the field. The program includes coursework and a clinical. Today's Neighborhood Heroes initiative takes us to Chapel Hill, where several Raleigh restaurants provided lunch for health care workers. The Feeding the Soul initiative hired a group of Raleigh restaurants to prepare and deliver 400 meals to UNC Medical Center. Donations to the fund helped pay for the meals for workers in the industry. Moving examples of kindness, and we want to share them with you. Please send us your story of an everyday hero by going to WRAL.com or use the hashtag Neighborhood Heroes on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm Mark Boyle in the Live Center. Each night around this time, we get updates from different counties in our viewing area, Wake, Durham. And here is the update right here from Durham County. You can see they're reporting a new round of cases, 16 Durham County residents now testing positive for COVID-19, bringing the total to nearly 150. Uh, about 141 cases is what they're confirming now in Durham. We have not received the Wake County update as of right now. On our website on WRL.com, that is a spot where we track this stuff in real time, so you can go there to visit that information. I want to toggle over here for just a moment. This is the most recent updated number of cases. Uh, look at this number for the United States right now. 213,000 cases of confirmed COVID-19 in the country, and that number is expected to go up. It goes up several thousand every day. We'll monitor this for you and have much more coming up tonight on Fox 50 at 10 o'clock and more updates from the Live Center at 11. Back to you. Yes, the information just keeps coming fast and furious. Mark, thank you. Another resource for our local businesses to tell you about right now. WREL and Capital Broadcasting continue our virtual conference series facing this crisis together. This is a chance to get advice from industry experts and hear ideas from local business owners. The next webinar is tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. If you feel compelled to help, tomorrow is your chance. Be sure to tune into WREL throughout the day for special stories of how our local nonprofits help during these times of need. It's from 4.30 in the morning until 8 at night. You can find so much more information about coronavirus, especially a lot of questions that 
We know you have. We have a lot of the answers right now on WRL.com. And we'll continue to have experts on this half hour every day and throughout our really our news day to answer the questions that you have and any questions that you, you may not be thinking about and that someone else might have. We appreciate your input online as well. Our next newscast is 10 o'clock on Fox 50 and 11 o'clock on WRAL. Make sure to tune in tonight. We'll have uh, other more information and live reports on the coronavirus impact here in North Carolina. We also have something very interesting going on tomorrow. It's a fundraiser that we're doing with the United Way. We were trying to get a live interview for you so that we could talk more about this right now in this half hour. But this is going to be where the community really comes together. WREL is working with the United Way where we are helping nonprofits be able to get more money in their coffers so that they can help so many people who have and need help mm -hmm. right now. And there are a lot of them. I want to go back to Mark Boyle. He's in the live center. Mark? We're getting some new information just into the live center here from Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo is saying that they were notified on March 31st that an employee of the uh, 1100 Corporate Center Drive building, it's a corporate facility here near um, the vet school for NC State, tested positive. This is now the second employee there. Keep in mind, this is not a branch. These are corporate employees there at that facility. So Wells Fargo is working to get more information on how this all came about. They are cleaning that facility and telling people who work there to stay home if they uh, feel sick and in order to try and keep that out of coming into that building again though now two confirmed cases of COVID-19 of Wells Fargo employees here in Raleigh at that corporate center drive building building a back to you boy I know that that certainly is a message that the businesses are trying to get out there if you feel sick do not go to work and that Maybe an example of where people didn't feel well, but they still felt compelled to come yeah. into work, but please stay home. That's right. Stay at home orders apply to the entire state, so please abide by them. Our again, next newscast again. I'm sorry, Deborah. Oh, I was just going to remind everyone again you can go to WRL.com for mm -hmm. so much more information about this. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks for watching.